the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today. It's the Thursday edition. Oh, we're on the upswing, are we not? I mean, I, we're, were we on the downswing? Well, certainly these are record low temperatures there. Did Listen, you have an extra blanket on the bed last night? Uh, no, but I did wear my winter jammies. Oh, see? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. And this evening as well. Yeah, I guess so. But right? today was so sunny that even though it was cold, it just, it lifted my spirits, John. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. It's fabulous. Really good. I mean, just in time for May. Has this been a cold, cold April? Has it not? Um, it's been a cold April, and I mm-hmm. feel like spring is just like can't get started. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has to do with the fact that it was 80 degrees on Sunday. Right. Your favorite month is June. June. May is my favorite month. Okay. May is a great month. May is coming up. That's our our birthdays are in May. Right. Mm-hmm. And plus, I so believe- So much for people to celebrate. Thank you. Christy, just get ready. <laughs> I can't wait. I know. It's going to be great. It's going to be just one yeah. like ongoing- My birthday is next week. That's next week already. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah, I'm celebrating your birthday. By doing what? H- having a colonoscopy. <laughs> I never had one before. I'm super excited. You're going to have a great time. On my birthday. Thank you. Christy, you want to come? No, not really. No, okay. no, no. If you need a driver, though, okay. I'll, I'll be I'll there for oh, you. Yeah. Would yeah. you be there while I came out of I would. Yeah. my... I'm not going to ask you to blow out any candles. State, I'll tell whatever, you that. whatever the state is. Now, this is this is not something we plan to discuss, but I will say, <laughs> hard to imagine. Yeah, it I was in the pre-show meeting. Yeah, exactly. It didn't show up in the pre-show mm-hmm. meeting. But um, because my husband's had colitis for a long time, he's had regular colonoscopies. King of colonoscopies, right? And so I, over the years, being the loyal spouse that I am, mm-hmm. have always been at all the colonoscopies and have mocked him afterward for mm-hmm. the things that he said. Oh. Being on his anesthesia, right? It's, I feel like it's part of my role. <laughs> it's a special to gift, help him gift I bring. Mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, it's all coming back to me next mm-hmm. week. Let's it's hope that you're as good of a patient as he is. Coming back to me because he's a gentle patient. He's so, he's what if you're so cranky? gentle. What if I'm? Cranky? What if you're a cranky patient? What if I am? I hope Eric gets video. Mm, yeah, <laughs> listen, please. Listen, he mm-hmm. he is banned from showing. You or you? Oh, oh, I see. I see. Of that video. That's how it works, huh? Colonoscopy on my birthday. Yes. Oh, big things ahead I here know. on the ride home. Very exciting. Holy smokes. Who could have imagined that? Mm-hmm. The quagmire events coalescing. Fabulous. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what's new? Well, I mean, there are some. There, so are some news stories that I'm looking at here on my oh, stack right. of stuff in front of me. You're the news person, aren't you? I am a news person. Yeah. I get up in the morning, that's what I do first thing. First thing, look at the phone. Just getting my, yeah, right. getting my news yeah. all put together. Miss the newspaper, I'll tell you that. Today is Thursday, which means if you're a subscriber to the Post-Gazette, you get a newspaper today. Today. <sighs> I saw it in my neighbor's driveway. If I my thought, parents were alive, oh, of course. they would be in a 
deep depression yes, over yes, that. Yes, yes, right. They would, yes. I mean, the the <clears> newspaper, <throat> my dad did what you did for yeah. years. Just, he just, I studied it. He studied the paper. Yeah. He studied the paper. From first page to the last page. Yeah. My dad through. was super smart. And I think that's where a lot of his intellectual vigor came from. If you was just read reading it, the if, paper right? all the dang yeah, time. He's really taking the world. Now look at the state of journalism. Look at the you know print newspaper. Anyway, look at us. Listen, I'm, I'm five minutes into the show. I'm complaining about colonoscopies and newspaper print. Jeez. Let's get some news. Where's a few clouds I can shake my fist at? <laughs> anyway, without further ado, Kath, please give us the top four at four. For Thursday, people. people. That, that sounded very enthusiastic. It surely did. April. April 28th, 2022. Thank you. Number one, President Biden said today he is, quote, taking a hard look into forgiving some federal student loan debt, but the amount he cons- is considering is less than the 50000 50000 per borrower, lower than some top Democrats have been seeking since he took office. Um, in response to the president's statement... Uh, Some Republican lawmakers blasted the president, which is not a shock, for looking at forgiving student loan debt. Senator Mitt Romney of Utah tweeted that, quote, desperate polls calls for desperate measures Mm. and mockingly suggested that the president was trying to bribe voters, Mm. which is what every president does when the midterm elections are right around the corner. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said a, a decision on canceling student loan debt would be made between now and August 31st when loan payments are set to resume. But Christie's like a fist pumping. Do oh, it. That would be great for me. Pay those like, loans. Bring it. Yeah. Number two. This is interesting. A big, long, detailed article in today's New York Times about um, dementia. Scientists don't know yet for certain what causes Alzheimer's, which is the most common form of dementia. No medication to reverse it, but we can impact how we eat. And so the article goes on to detail the healthiest foods for your brain. Pizza. (laughs) You know what? Pizza's not in there. I was shocked by it. Hmm. You want to hear what they were? Please. Two diets in particular, the Mediterranean diet and the M-I-N-D, the mind diet, Mm -hmm. both of which encourage fresh produce, legumes and nuts, fish, whole grains and olive oil have been shown as strong protection against cognitive decline. Okay. Including, uh, in particular, leafy greens, green tea, walnuts, uh, less red meat, less or none of processed foods. Uh, the more colorful produce on your plate, the better. Really? So all like red, orange, yellow, things like that. Yeah. Uh, chocolate and wine, mm-hmm. blueberries, strawberries. And keep in mind that fish is brain food. Really? Mm-hmm. Fish is brain food. Also, nuts and seeds repeatedly linked to slower levels of cognitive declines. And when it comes to supplements, like yep. your fish oil things, mm-hmm. they said supplements cannot replace a healthy diet. Right. If it comes from a plant, eat it. If it's made in a plant, don't. If it comes from a plant, eat mm-hmm. it. If it's made, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah made in a plant. Mm-hmm. Don't eat. A little slow there. Yeah, they, it's cognitive decline. Number three, the Stanley Theater in downtown Pittsburgh uh, was constructed in 1928. Now, of course, it's the Benham Center. Yep. And after decades of wear and tear, both the marquee on 7th and the Stanley Photo Play Board on Penn Avenue are set to be refurbished. 
So they've been deteriorating kind of rapidly, especially the one on Penn Avenue due to it's, you know, right there on street level, right? Um, so it's going to be removed entirely and sent to a local company for repairs. Purists, though, will be happy to learn that the renovated signs will maintain the vintage look and feel while their functionality is upgraded and their energy consumption reduced. Fabulous. And number four, look at what I'm wearing. A number seven Ben Roethlisberger jersey. The NFL draft starts tonight. Mm. Broadcast at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN and ABC. If you're looking for who the Steelers should take, I would like for George's Jordan Davis, the nose tackle, to be available. But he might not be. So maybe Liberty's Malik Willis at quarterback. And that's really all I'm going to get into because I'm not that much of a draft geek. Well, tomorrow. But that's your top four. Very nice. At four. Tomorrow morning, we'll be with Ben. I was thinking of wearing this. Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Don't do that. I'm kidding. I wasn't really okay, going good. to. Tomorrow, we're doing the uh, the city prayer breakfast. Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation prayer breakfast. Yeah. John, at Heinz Field. John and I are uh, very, very happy oh and feel gosh. honored to be oh. emceeing uh, this year's prayer breakfast. Once again. And for the first time at Heinz Field, mm-hmm. starting at the early moment of 715. So John and I will be there with, I don't know, 700 of our closest friends is yeah, what I see. Yeah, a sellout, apparently. Yeah, we're very excited to see everybody there. So mm-hmm. if you're going, um, please come up and say hi. We'll be on the platform before yep. and after the events. Excellent. And not eating and breakfast. And during the events. We should, for the MC. Where did those guys go? <laughs> they Where's were up that? here. Oh, they left. They need some legumes. <laughs> I'm going to bring my seeds. Yeah. Fish is brain food. What, what's a legume? It's a bean. A leg- Oh, that's right. Uh, and it a peanut. A is that a peanut? I think a peanut's a legume also. A legume. Mm. It's a nice word, isn't it? I like... Legume. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. Always new music from Chris Tomlin. Thank God for Sunday morning from Cochran and Company. And Hymn of Heaven from Phil Wickham. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. The Bible says that in the end there would be perilous times. And as you take a look at the world that we live in today, economic inflation, gas prices are on the rise. COVID-19 is still looming in the darkness and the possibilities of a World War III. What do you do in these moments? Aren't you glad to know that Jesus Christ has a word just for you? And I believe Cornerstone is that voice in this season and that God has hewn out a rock of hope in this season of despair, which is why I want you to join us April 25th to the 29th for our Hope Arising fundraiser. It is going to be a powerful time of prophetic insight, revelation that is going to break you through every line of the devil's defense. We have great guests, Coy Barker, Joshua Giles, Randy Kay, and yours truly. I want you to mark your calendar April 25th to the 29th at 8 p.m. Watch Hope Arising on Cornerstone Television. Xfinity Channel 805, Verizon 505. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365, find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company, trusted, proven, preferred. Weatherproof your day with the AccuWeather app by checking your daily, hourly, and minute-by-minute forecast. With precise details pinpointed to your exact street address, you will have access to exclusive features like MinuteCast and RealFeel, all backed by AccuWeather's team of over 100 expert meteorologists. The AccuWeather app is your most reliable source of weather information, so you can plan your day with confidence. Download the AccuWeather app today. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Growing up a Catholic schoolboy, if you dare not attend church, it was a sin. Hmm. And everyone was well aware of the sinfulness, so you didn't miss church. Mm-hmm. That hung over your head. It was a an impediment to holiness, I would say. Now, I've said this before, I'm not practicing Catholic here. So now... When I go to my church, if I don't miss, if I miss church on a Sunday, I miss out, mm-hmm. but I don't believe that I'm sinning. What or I, you might be. Or you might be. Be, be. Well, I don't know. All right. Drew Dick is with us. Drew's been a guest on our show over the years. He's the author of several books, which we love. His latest is called Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Brain and Bible Science. Uh, I'm just laughing. Drew. Because, Drew, I'm happy you're here. I think this is the first moment, and I don't know how many years we've been in the air, that I just told Johnny might be sinning. I love it. I'll, I'll back you up 100%. The heck? That's definitely a sin to miss church, maybe the unpardonable sin. I don't know. And she's telling me that, and I'm nodding my head like she's right. I know she's right. Wow, I took a big step forward here. Anyway, yeah. uh, first of all, Drew, good to hear from you. Great to be back with you guys. So going to church, I mean, it had kind of fallen on hard times in America before the pandemic. Um, and then we all had to be at home for two years. And now uh, rates of church attendance are very low and regular church attenders, according to the, you know, the big um, survey groups are people that attend. I think it's twice a month. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it was already declining before the pandemic. Uh, the, the numbers I saw, they used to count a regular church attender as someone who goes 3.2 times on average per month. And that was down to 1.8. Wow. So like less than half the time, a big part of that is all the sports that gets packed into weekends and Sundays. Right. Um, but for a variety of reasons, yeah, church attendance was already low. And, low. and then the pandemic comes along, right? <laughs> Where shuts down churches. Uh, people are maybe watching the streaming services at home. Uh, and then, you know, however long, you know, your church may have stayed closed, 
it's a little tough because we're habitual creatures. You get into the habit of slapping the snooze on Sunday morning, uh, which can feel pretty good. You know, people tease that the, the best attended church in the country is Bedside Baptist, which might be true. Um, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they're like, come on back, guys. And can I make a confession? Mm. It's been a little tough for me. Like, honestly, I don't know what it is. It's like you kind of get comfortable in your little personal cocoon and just chilling on Sunday mornings. And especially, you know, my life stage where you have little kids that you got to wrangle and, and, and then drive 30 minutes to the church. It's tough, right? Mm. And so I think a lot of people, uh, and, and we've missed more than once, um, are, are in a similar boat where they, they know they should go. Maybe they even think it's a sin not to. <laughs> Maybe. It's, it's tough. It's tough. So I get that. Um, uh, it's something that honestly, and especially, you know, I'm not a pastor, so I can, I can, you know, sleep in on a Sunday and no one's going to freak out, but Right. It's still worth going. Okay, so Drew, you, you did something really interesting because you posted this question on Twitter. And of course, Twitter, uh, say what you will, there is some wisdom on Twitter often. You posted the question, the importance of showing up for church. Why should you drag yourself out of bed and go to church on Sunday morning? So the crowd chimed in. And what kind of responses did you get? Yeah, it was, I was overwhelmed because usually Twitter is a dumpster fire of fighting and all kinds of craziness. But <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised because people jumped in with these really thoughtful, powerful stories and reasons to go to church. And, you know, basically they fell into two camps. Basically there's, there are reasons to go to church just for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, whether it's all the studies that show all the ancillary benefits to going to church. I mean, you have better mental health, you have better physical health. You recover, you recover from surgeries more quickly if you are a regular church tender. Um, you have better friendships, all these, these kind of personal benefits to you. Uh, so that, that's one side of it. And then, of course, there's the spiritual benefits, because as Christians, we want to connect with God. And just something about that rhythm of gathering weekly with a body of believers, worshiping God together, uh, being reminded why you believe what you believe, that, that's incredibly enriching and beneficial just for yourself. Mm. Uh, but then second, there were a whole bunch of responses about, and, and, and honestly, I hadn't thought about these enough, and so I was glad that people reminded me, of your obligation to other believers. There might be someone there who needs you. Mm. Um, and of course, you know, the, the dominant metaphor in Scripture is we're a body, right? So if, if you're a foot or a hand or a head or whatever it is, no, you're not the head. Christ's head, never mind. Uh, but whatever role you play, <laughs> it's important. And when you don't show up for church, um, I'm not talking about missing a Sunday here and there, that we all do that. But if you don't make it a priority in your life, uh, you miss opportunities to serve others. For sure. Um, Drew, this is something that we have tossed around at our house so often. Because I'm on staff at a church, I have to go. <laughs> Um, so if you do miss, it is a sin. It is. Uh, it's just a whole thing. Uh, so my, but uh, so from my perspective and my husband's perspective, like we're there every single week. You know, we're, we're, we, we've always done that. Um, but for my kids, they had to go too because of who their parents were. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of puts them kind of in the PK category, the pastor's kid category, which is they're going to end up needing a lot of therapy. Um, when they reach adulthood, but, uh, but it also like, because they never had a choice not to go, it's kind of interesting to see them starting young adulthood, trying to figure out how they're going to do it. 
Hmm. Right. Mm. Because now yeah. they they once they got their drivers, I mean, one of one of the driving factors to them getting their license was apparently the fact that they could leave church early and not stay, <laughs> not be the last person out the door like they were there entirely. But but so that's what like just watching that unfold and those decisions being made is really interesting to me because it uh, it it shows a different generation, but it also shows mm. the the relics of how they how we were raised. And I think that probably has a lot to do with church attendance too. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I identify with that. I was a uh, PK myself. And so it's funny, people complain about having to go to church once a week. I'm like, are you kidding? We were there four times. I mean, it was mm-hmm. at least, you know, midweek Bible study. And then this was back in the day when there were Sunday evening services. So you don't just go once on Sunday anyway. Um, and so, yeah, it's this weird thing. And then all of a sudden you're an adult. I remember like going to college and going, Oh, just a minute this is on me now if I want to go to church, right? right? It's like, um, and I, I, the one encouraging thing I'd say, especially to parents, when you're thinking of the importance of getting your kids to church, is that it, if you do that, if you make it a habit in your family, uh, there is a good chance that will carry over into their adulthood. Uh, because, you know, even on the Sundays where I don't go to church, it feels weird. Uh, and I think that's a good yeah. thing. Well, you're it, missing it feels out. a little odd, right? <laughs> I'm missing out because right. I've been conditioned. Uh, part of that's just habit. Uh, all my life, uh, I'm in church on Sunday morning, and I'm actually grateful for that, right? Yes. Now, of course, there could be a dark, kind of a, a dark side to that if it's a legalistic thing where you think God's going to hit you with a thunderbolt if you don't show up or something. Um, that That's not good. But we do want to build rhythms in our families and so that they will hopefully continue uh, into adulthood. That said, as you guys know, you know, you've seen some of these statistics about the drop-off in church attendance and even in Christian beliefs among the younger generation. So that transition is really fraught. And so, I mean, I just want to encourage people, especially if you're a young person, you're going to church, my goodness, you are an upstream swimmer doing something that not many of your peers are doing. When we see young people in church, we need it. to go over and grab them and say, hey, we're so glad you're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I count myself in the old category. I'm north of 40. But when you see it, and, and now when I see like a 20-year-old in there, um, it just warms my heart. I'm like, hey, that's awesome. I'm so grateful that you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but it is it is tough because all of a sudden, hey, you're not you know, riding mom and dad's coattails and coming to church because they're making you. You have to show up on your own. Right. And, and I love that. And, and what you said, Drew, about uh, the rhythm of it all, right? I mean, there is a family rhythm. Of course, you know that. You've got little kids, and the rhythms are much stronger when the kids are little, and they just, you know, amplify themselves as they grow into tweens and teens and then the young adults. So when you do see those kids, those young adults who are in church, you think, well, they just didn't show up on their own accord. That was part of the rhythm of their life. That was something that they were taught, and so they had the, the wherewithal and the muscle to carry that through. Yeah, I'll tell you something. I'd say nine times out of ten, my kids are going to church against their will. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, they're, they're young, okay? So, but they're going, no, I want to play. I don't want to get into semi-decent clothes and drive half an hour uh, to go to church. Right. Once they're there, they enjoy it and stuff like that, right? But that's part of uh, being a kid. And um, hopefully, as they get older, they enjoy it more and more, and it becomes something that's personally important to yeah. them. Uh, and, of course, they become a part of the broader body of Christ, and that's the exciting part. It is. It's, it, you know, the idea of a church family, 
right? I mean, you get to see the same folks every week, and they do become your brothers and sisters in Christ. I don't think that that's and that weird. Does, but that doesn't happen if you're not there. No, of course it's not. Just, I, there's no other way mm. to say it. You can do however many Zoom meetings you want, or you can meet people, you can communicate with people on email. If you aren't there, if you're not walking in the door, right. it's not. You, it, those relationships will never happen. So true. But, yeah, and... Um, yeah, again, you don't want to make it a legalistic requirement, but there is something about the embodied nature of our faith that demands showing up in person, right? Um, one of my favorite responses actually came from Beth Moore online. Yeah, uh, it was a good one. I read that too. Response. Wasn't that great? One, word. one word. Why come Why come to church? Incarnation, right? We, we serve an incarnational Savior, God becoming man to show up and be with us. And so whenever possible, and I understand there are restrictions, um, and, and certain Sundays when you can't make it. But when you have the option to show up and be physically present with the family of God and worship God together, um, that's, that's the ideal. Yeah. You know, Drew, when my um, when our youngest uh, daughter went to college, we I remember driving uh, her back to school one night. It was late. And she'd been there maybe, I don't know, a month at the time, her freshman year. And we were talking about church and she was like, oh, you know, I'm not sure and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, let me just tell you this. You need to be known. And that's one of the one of the pitfalls that is waiting for every single person in this current culture is that we can easily fall into a trap of watching TV, being online, being on our whatever it is. And you realize that you are completely anonymous. And I said, you have to fight against that. You have to be known. And everyone who's at that church needs to be known. Um, But like if we would look at it that way, that it's a debt, like we, that's something we need. It's not like we we're, we're going to church on Sunday because it's some requirement. It's that this is something that we, it's like going, I don't know what else you think you need, like going to work out on a daily basis or going to the grocery store to get food or whatever, to, or to the doctor. That's in my opinion, dude, that's just how much I feel like we need it. Oh, so true. And and it's tough because it cuts against the grain of our culture, which is very individualistic, where you can hide behind a screen and preserve your anonymity, not have to hang out with people that are different than you, not have to get people in your business. But that's the whole thing about church, right, is that you get together with all these people united in your belief in Christ. They're different ages, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, different experiences. Uh, but you do have that core deep desire to be known and if, if, if that doesn't happen, that's a huge loss. And you just can't do the Christian life alone. No. I mean, I'm realizing that as a parent. I can't, I can't raise these kids as Christians by myself. I need other believers to help me out. Um, I, I need to be with the family of God. This is not a one-person job, uh, and living the Christian life is not a— you, know, you can't be a cowboy Christian and just do it by yourself. I'm into that. Drew Dick is with us. Hey, Drew, uh, we loved your books over the years. What are you working on right now? Oh, well, I'm working on one <laughs> uh, with, you know, some success. And some days I feel oh, I forgot how to write. But anyway, I'm getting there. Uh, it's called <laughs> Just Show Up. And it's very much on the theme that we're talking about right now. Uh, and so, yeah, just the, the importance of, of being there in all areas of your life, including showing up to church. Hey, that sounds really – I love that title. I love that subject. Mm-hmm. Good job. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll be pestering you when it comes out. I'd love to come back on. <laughs> Pester at will. Yes, please do. Drew Dick, just show up Sunday and uh, Wednesday, 
Sunday night as well, right? Okay. Exactly. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back. When we do come back... Oh, I should ask Drew Dick this. Oh, if I ask you to sing a VeggieTales song, which song would you sing? Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from The Spring House, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty tender chicken when i was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds all my mom wanted for mother's day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests so bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm fresh meal that we started all those years ago oh yeah live music and free cones for moms too let us share a little of our farm with you the spring house in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com why doing it right roofing siding remodeling It's simple. It's in their name. Doing It Right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, national Roofing Contractors Association and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through tomorrow morning. For tonight, mainly clear. Temperatures approaching near record lows. There will be a freeze with a low of 30. Brilliant sunshine for tomorrow. A high 60. Sunshine mixing with a few clouds Saturday. Despite a chilly start, you can expect a milder afternoon. We'll reach a high Saturday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. VeggieTales. How much were you in love with VeggieTales? They're so hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Phil Vischer? Mike Naraki. Yeah. Just 
I mean, when our kids were super little, we were like so into VeggieTales. Remember the movie? Did you see the movie? Uh, I saw there were several. One of them was uh, Lord of the Beans. I saw that in the right. theater. Yeah, I, I don't. There was a big movie that I remember. Like my kids were like levitating going into the theater. I remember that. But yeah. then, seemingly overnight, fell off a cliff. Like they disappeared. And now, people who have kids don't know anything about VeggieTales. We okay. we just asked our last guest, Drew Dick, who said he's north of forty, mm-hmm. so he missed the Veggie Tales. Little kids, yeah. or maybe the oldest one's maybe six, maybe like prime time for Veggie Tales. He says he knows nothing of the Veggie Tales. So we turn to Christy Stockdale. Mm-hmm. Christy, talk about uh, did the Veggie Tales mean anything to you at all? They do every Sunday in Sunday school. As a child, we nice. watch Veggie Tales. Uh huh. Nice. Uh-huh. Instead of Sunday school, it was like part of the class. Yeah, yeah oh, sure, okay. sure. All right, good, good, good. Uh, and uh, was it part of your family viewing as well? Um, I don't. I can't remember that. Just church. I think just okay. maybe just church. And so, did you think they were hilarious? Yes, of course. of course they were. We introduced it to my six-year-old niece. Yay! Good for you. you are a good aunt. Excellent. Good job. Because there's a lot of good children's programming. Now I'm not dishing, but it's not funny. It's not Veggie Tales. It's not, not funny. Yeah, right. Okay, so if I ask you to pull up a song. What's the first thing? Uh, the because... Yodeling Veterinarian of the Alps. <laughs> okay. Do you know it? So great. Yodeling Veterinarian of the Alps. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I could go through the whole That's thing. That's it. Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Christy, do you have a song? The Hairbrush Song. Oh. oh. Tell us. Oh, where is my hairbrush? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best one. No, no. I, I, John, I think. The pirates who don't do anything. We are the pirates who don't do anything. We just stay at home and lie around. And, and if, if you ask us to do anything, we'll, we'll just tell you we, we don't, don't do, do anything. anything. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> it's so great. How about Barbara Manatee? Oh, I don't know it. Barbara Manatee, you are the one for me. You don't know Barbara don't, Manatee? Know. I'll take you to the ball. I know. No, really, I don't the know. The bunny? I think you're not too tall. Oh. The bunny? Oh, oh, I ate the bunny. Oh, I didn't bunny, eat my soup or bunny. my bread. Oh, I love the bunny. Oh my god! That's oh it. yeah. See? Oh yeah. That was that, so. That the bunny was excellent. I forgot about yeah. the bunny. I mean, oh, how about? Wait, what's up with Lyle? Oh, Lyle. What's <laughs> up with Lyle? <laughs> Listen, Lyle the kindly Viking, probably my all-time favorite. Mm, yeah, that's pretty good. It is really excellent. We had a Veggie Tales video game. Well, I think it was like my kids, it was like 2003 or something like that. My kids' first video game that they were like obsessed with. Was the VeggieTales video game? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. I'm sure we still have a copy of it somewhere, right? I know we do. What about um, the uh, the ducky? King George and the ducky? Oh, my gosh. You got a good memory for the VeggieTales. Yeah, yeah. Are now, you kidding me? Yeah. I loved that. Uh-huh. I loved King George. Remember the one of the. Uh, it might have been the first veggie, where the um, where the green onions are on the black and white floor, black and white <laughs> tile floor. Do you remember there in a circle? Yes. Yes. And there, it's the Daniel one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I can't remember the song right now. Oh, there are people out there. They're yelling it in their mind. So we we live in this era now where the culture moves so fast. The popular culture. It's. I'm glad and surprised that Christy. At your age, you know the Veggie Tales because there's probably a lot of kids growing up today. Oh no, what we gonna do? Oh my God! The king loves Daniel more than you. 
But oh. people don't know the Veggie Tales anymore. That's a tragedy, right? Is that the, the demise of family Christian bookstores? I think so. That was a big all driver. that, right? Yeah, that was a I big think seller. Was a, I think it was a big driver. Right. On Saturday nights, I would often when my husband's a musician, so he played every Saturday. I would often, once a month, I bet, drive out to the family Christian store on a Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Buy we some. would go in there and we would get some veggie, and that was like some a huge course it was. thing for us. Yeah, those were like good outing. days, weren't they? We grew up in the best times. Didn't we? Yeah, we did. All right. We're the pirates who don't do anything. It's kind of like our pirates in a way, right? It is. They, it didn't go well against the Brewers. It did not go well. But so, it went well against the Cubs. Yeah, you know. Take your victories when you can get them, right? Okay, we'll take a quick break. Oh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Who doesn't love Chris Pratt? A well, lot of people right now. What? Because he's a believer? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that next. 101.5 WORD. I had somebody ask me the other day if this is my real voice. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. Like if I had the talent to do voices, this is the one I'm picking. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. A buddy of mine, he's a comic, he's from Australia, and talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he is great with women. And they hear me talks like, wow, did you hear that accent? I bet that means he can fix my tractor. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Which I can, but that's not the point. That's the point. At wordfm.com slash night out. I'm Doug Mastriano. I know something about fighting for freedom. My 30 years of military service showed me how much we took our freedoms for granted. When the lockdowns came and the left trampled our rights, I was one of the few to stand up for freedom. I fought for the integrity of our elections. I fought for medical freedom, to choose what medicine we put in our bodies, and for the rights of Pennsylvanians to operate and conduct business. I fought for our elderly and our special needs children. And I fought for parents' rights to raise their kids without indoctrination in school. Now the spirit of our Walk as Free People movement has caught fire. I'm Doug Mastriano, and I'm running for governor because this election is about freedom. Join me to restore freedom, revive our families, rebuild our economy, and to get us back to greatness. Visit DougForGov.com. That's DougForGov.com. And let's take our state back. Paid for by friends of Doug Mastriano. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. The Bible says that in the end there would be perilous times. And as you take a look at the world that we live in today, economic inflation, gas prices are on the rise, COVID-19 is still looming in the darkness, and the possibilities of a World War III. What do you do in these moments? Aren't you glad to know that Jesus Christ has a word just for you? And I believe Cornerstone is that voice in this season, and that God has hewn out a rock of hope in this season of despair, which is why I want you to join us April 25th to the 29th for our Hope Arising fundraiser. It is going to be a powerful time of prophetic insight, revelation that is going to break you through every line of the devil's defense. We have great guests, Coy Barker, Joshua Giles, Randy Kay, and yours truly. I want you to mark your calendar April 25th to the 29th at 8 p.m. Watch Hope Arising on Cornerstone Television. Xfinity Channel 805, Verizon 505. Chris Pratt, the actor.
think most famous from the, uh, the no, office. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, apparently his Christianity, because he is a believer and he's often vocal about it, not an idiot about it. but he, And not a jerk about it. No, no. Not judgy and weird about it. This is from Newsweek. Once again, the center of a debate on social media, Chris Pratt is following calls calls from Marvel to replace him with the actor Patrick Wilson. The discussion appeared to stem from the release of a clip from the upcoming movie Thor, Love and Thunder, um, which showed Chris Pratt's character, Star-Lord, also known as Peter Quill, giving his team a a pep talk. He was then seen telling them if they ever felt lost, they should, quote, look into the eyes of the people that you love, end quote. At which point, the character Thor, portrayed by Chris Hemsworth, stares intently into Star-Lord's eyes. The clip sparked a strong reaction among fans. Some have pointed out that Star-Lord has been portrayed as a bisexual in the 2020 edition of the Gardens of the Galaxy comic book series. So uh, Chris Pratt never publicly expressed his views on sexuality. A host of Twitter users took aim at the actor, accusing him of being part of a church whose leading figures espoused homophobic views. He has said that this is not true and that the church he attends welcomes everyone. This is so stupid. It's just one of those things that you watch happen on social media and think it's just so stupid. People say uh, one of the responses in the in the thread says, "I'm so lost. Everybody loved Chris Pratt a few years ago. Then you guys found out he went to church, and that's it." Hello, right? Right. Someone says it's not because he's religious; it's because he attends and supports a mega church that believes in conversion therapy. I don't know. Okay, so a couple things I would say. Were you asking me what I think? Well, that's why you're here. <laughs> I was I was ready to launch it, and no, I thought, well, I don't even know if no, he wants to hear what I have to say. You're here. <laughs> I mean, the first thing I would say is that people are criticizing his church without knowing anything about it. Or Chris Pratt. Right. So Chris that, Pratt has never come out and said. Right, of course. Again, I'm just starting with the church. So they're criticizing his church without knowing anything else about it. And... I went back. Now, this tells you that I could probably, you know, use more in my life. But the other, I was so disturbed by the story that I went back to try to figure out where this started, the call to replace him. Yeah. It was started by some person you've never heard of, some person who has like 140 followers on Twitter, who put a picture of him and the other guy that he he should be replaced with. I can't think of his name right now. What is his name? Uh, His name is... They They look similar. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Patrick Wilson. She put these two pictures together and yep. said, just, just replace him. Okay. Now, she's not a director. She's not a mover and shaker in the entertainment world. Just some person. She's nothing. Forgive and me. based on her Twitter profile, she is an activist. Yes. Okay. With, like I said, 140 followers, right? So Everyone's an activist. And so this is the person who's calling for him to be replaced. Yeah. And then- Three days later, up. it gets picked up by Newsweek saying that it's like there's a groundswell of people calling for him to be replaced. It's right, ridiculous. Right. It's a, it's totally overblown. It's one of those very weird social media firestorms that comes from nowhere and turns into huge and no one can figure out why. So I wonder then, it comes down to the movie studios and the producers 
getting scared of okay, standing so, behind Chris okay, Pratt. Okay, so now the director of Guardians, if you remember, James Gunn, yeah. was maybe three or four years ago under uh, got fired from doing Guardians 2 because of some tweets that were dug up that he had expressed seven or eight years ago or something like that. And everybody who was a part of the cast came to his defense and said, you know what, that was – it was a bad tweet. It was – He's a tweet. He's a he's a different person. We stand by him. And so he was reinstated to continue to be the director of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came out to defend Chris Pratt over the weekend. Oh. He said, sorry, I'm just finding out about this nonsense. Chris Pratt is the best dude in the world. I've spent hours and hours sharing my deepest truths with this man as he has with me. Please stop assuming what he believes politically or in any other way because he is a Christian. I'm into that. So it was very nice to read that. Then, in response to someone who said that he should be replaced, James Gunn says, for what? Because of your made-up, utterly false beliefs about him? For something that someone else told you about him that's not true? Chris Pratt would never be replaced as Star-Lord, but if he ever was, we would all be going with him. Amen. Okay, so then Chris Pratt responds to the, the vigor here. He says this, quote, uh, from an Instagram post, it's recently been suggested that I belong to a church which hates a certain group of people and is infamously anti-LGBTQ. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, he wrote uh, per screenshot published by People uh, of People Magazine. He says, I go to a church that opens their doors to absolutely everyone, which you would imagine is about... That should, first of all, that should be every church. Of, the... 99% of the right. churches. I mean, I don't think there's a barrier. You're walking into a church and you're not going to hear people being hated on from the pulpit. That'd be a well, very rare it church. Do, it does happen. It, it, it does happens happen. It happens, I'm sure. sure, in rare instances. But yes, it could happen. I, I don't know. That's just the world of, you know, look, Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Um, say what you will, right? Everyone's going to be jumping on. Every, mm-hmm. That's the ability in this country to have free speech. Right. Everyone's got an opinion. Right. It's also important to acknowledge, though, that anybody – pardon me um, – anybody holding to a biblical sexual ethic is under suspicion in yeah. today's culture. It just is. Right. I mean that's what it's about. In the dustbin of history, so they it say, is. right? Right. Which I don't believe is true. No. Of, of course not. Listen, we but, subscribe to all sorts of different belief structures. And if tolerance is supposed to be the name of the game in not. American culture, then we should be open-minded. But you're right. It's actually not. Justice for me, not for thee, right? right? That, that's, that's where we It's are. actually Puritanism, mm-hmm. just with different standards. It's the same type of intolerance. So uh, I don't follow these movies. But Which is a shame. What? You're going to go see Thor? Yeah, of what? I've seen every Marvel movie. I've seen movie. every Marvel movie. What? I have seen... What have I seen? Um, is Iron Man a Marvel movie? Oh, my gosh. The fact that he asked that question. <laughs> it is. Okay. I mean, I, I could care less. Seriously. I don't like those films. They're so predictable. They Seriously. are predictable, but there's something They're comforting so, about it, right? <laughs> what? People blow up. There's, you know, calamity. First of all, you're minimizing it. Second of all... You're talking about something you barely know since you weren't sure if Iron Man was one. Yeah, it's like... They're cinematic masterpieces. They're wonderful. They're super exciting and fun. Uh As a video editor, you should... You should watch them. They are very well done. Uh, Yeah. But he's not a video editor. No, No, but he's an actor. He is an actor. uh, I don't know. Such is life. Fine. All right. Who's your favorite one, Christy? 
Oh, let's see. See, they're all the same. They're not. They're not they close are. to the same. No, they're not. They're not the same at all. I'm. I'm a really big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Yeah, because it's great. It's so good. It's so fun. It's, yes. Is that Isn't like that 15 fun? people at one time? No. Like six. There's okay. six or five. Feel or like 15 to me. Yeah. No, I, I love. I love Guardians. Um, I, that- I love Iron Man. It's hard. I just. It's. I keep coming back to. I love Cap. Yeah. I really did. Is that kind of like The Incredibles? <laughs> How about Ant Man? I was surprised. I surprisingly like Ant Man. Mm. I love Ant Man. I thought I'd hate it. Oh, I, I don't. The it's only really way I'd great. see that if I was going to the drive-in. That's a good drive-in. That's a great. That's a great drive-in. Be fine. But you can't see the technical, like expertise of the films in a drive because it's it's not quite dark enough. Yeah, it's but okay. he doesn't because I mean, yeah. he doesn't care about video yeah, editing. He's got to hit the button. Okay, this right. is painful. Hit the button. She says. Good. All right, we're coming back. What are we talking about? Oh, the lunar lander. Yeah. No, no, no. Is that the Lunar Lander? Yeah, oh, no. How about the guy who uh, got engaged to a... Uh... See, we're going from one crazy story to another here All right, today. great. We'll talk, about the the, we'll talk about the Lunar Landing. All right. I've always been kind of cynical towards advertising, which I know doesn't make much sense considering I'm currently recording a commercial. It's all the fluffy words that make us cynical, right? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a blue light special, but only, of course, if you call right now. It all kind of makes me nauseous, and yet here I am about to say that right now actually might be a -a once-in-a-lifetime moment for some of us, and that is the opportunity of a cash-out refinance. Arguably never has there been a moment in time like the last few years where home values have jumped at crazy historical levels, leaving all this extra money sitting inside our homes. A cash-out refinance lets you put that extra money in your pocket to use for life. If you'd like to see your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay $1,000 of your closing costs on new home purchases and up to $500 of your appraisal fees on all refinances. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. It seems like just yesterday when I captured my son's first steps or when we recorded his soccer games on VHS tapes, those moments are gone. But the old home movies and pictures don't need to be. That's why my son created Legacy Box. That's right, Mom. Over a million families have used Legacy Box to digitally preserve their old home movies and photos. Simply fill Legacy Box with your old camcorder tapes, film, and photos. They will perform professionally digitize and send them back on DVDs, thumb drive, or the cloud. With Mother's Day around the corner, it's the perfect time to get your legacy box and save your family's history. After all, few things are as important as protecting your precious memories. Give your mom a Mother's Day present she'll never forget. Legacy Box is offering a 60% discount. Order yours today and take advantage of our best Mother's Day sale ever. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBox and for a limited time, get an incredible 60% off your order. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBox for 60% off. LegacyBox.com slash LBox. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air. Our team has got you covered. Maintenance, service, installs, and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Astrobotics is a local Pittsburgh aerospace company. And um, the CEO, John Thornton, he joined us on the air a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, it was before COVID. Well, here's the cool thing, that um, Astrobotics has produced, engineered, designed, and built a lunar lander. Like, you know, when you see Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin come down to the lunar surface. Yeah, yeah. Astrobotics. That bug-looking thing. Yep. Uh, they have created a a model of this. A it's sort of the same engineering look. It's operational, and it's going to be landing on the moon perhaps sometime this fall. It's cool. That uh, was unveiled this uh, p- past week uh, by Astrobotics and NASA Administrator Bill Nelson, who was down in the Strip District where Astrobotics uh, uh, assembly place is. And uh, it's going to hold 24 different payloads. Now, it's not going to be manned. I was going to say, this is an unmanned? Right. Not going to be manned. It's probably half the size of the lunar lander that landed. 24 different payloads along with a uh, small roving um, car that was built by the Carnegie Mellon University, which will drive around the moon. Wow. Yeah. 24 different uh, science experiments, which uh, uh, run the gamut. And... uh, it's a really cool example of private industry and the government mm-hmm. working hand in hand. And, you know, Pittsburgh, the guys from uh, Astrobotics are, are pretty much primarily, that's a CMU startup. And so they put this whole thing together. I mean, if you get NASA's attention, especially where we are right now, you look about, you know, Elon Musk and SpaceX and all the money that's flowing in there. Pittsburgh could be essentially a gigantic arm of what NASA is going to do in the future. Now, for a long time, you remember the Rockwell family, uh, they built the uh, lunar module for the Apollo programs. Um, Not here in Pittsburgh, but their engineering was based here. So that's cool. Pittsburgh, in some ways, is going to go back to the moon. I bet you're geeked about that. I love it so much. I mean, I think it's exciting, but I I didn't follow the space program like you did. Okay, here's the weird thing. So the lunar lander uh, is built here in Pittsburgh. It's going to be tested. It's going to be shipped to Cleveland, of all places where they have a a gigantic lunar facility that's filled with acres and acres of sand and material that will mimic what the moon looks like and feels like. And from there, it'll be sent through its paces. After that, it'll be sent on to Texas. They went to Cleveland. Yeah. Where they haven't been able to find a quarterback for like 30 years. Well, they may find him there, right? Okay. Very much so. The rover could have been sent out to look for a quarterback. (laughs) Okay, so the the draft is. Let me, let me switch gears here. Mm-hmm. The draft is tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, your viewing interest level. Ten. 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 I mean, eight o'clock. I'm in place uh, with uh, snacks. Really? With snacks. It's like watching paint dry. Well, in oh, most years, so boring. listen. In most years, I would agree with you. Though I found it really entertaining during COVID. Actually, when the guy, the, the first draft, especially when everybody was quarantine yeah it was really interesting to watch really fun to see everybody at home with their parents right, you know like right 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 in, in the front recon- of the TV i remember now. when joe burrow was drafted 
he was the he was first um, first pick in the draft, and he was in these like lazy boy recliners, like with his mom and dad in like a really really small living room cool. in Ohio somewhere. Yeah, and to think that he that night was turning into a multi millionaire. Yeah, yeah. I mean the. Everything about their lives was going to change that night. The if three you're a first rounder, for sure. It right? was really exciting. Anyway, so I don't usually watch the draft with this much anticipation, but this year we're, right. we had we don't have a quarterback. Okay, so we're 20. Well, we have pick. Trubisky, but I'm saying that we could be real qu- we could be picking the quarterback of the future for the Steelers. People are saying don't do it. Right. Like I would. Would you do it? No, no, I wouldn't do it either. Really? No, I I go no. nose tackle. Kenny Pickett's not going to be around. What if he was available at the 20th pick? Well, that would be. I still wouldn't. Pick I don't him. think I still would. What or, time would or that Malik be? Willis. Yeah. Or what time would that be? Twentieth pick. It starts oh, at I've, seven or eight. Eight. I don't know what time the twentieth pick will be. It'll be late though. Midnight. Yeah. Really? I don't know. People I don't know. It'll be pace. before then. It'll be before then, because they'll go off the air at probably eleven, eleven thirty. And it continues on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. No, just Friday. Friday and, and Saturday. Yeah. All right. Steeler football in the news. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. There's no let up. Moscow's offensive in eastern Ukraine is gathering momentum. And some observers say it's likely that Russian President Putin wants to score a major battlefield success before Victory Day. That's an important Russian holiday on May 9th. The White House seeking $33 billion in military aid and humanitarian assistance for Ukraine. Congress already has approved $13.5 billion of defense and economic aid for Ukraine and Western allies. But that money is almost exhausted. So President Biden is asking for more assistance. The $33 billion request comes as Russia intensifies its invasion. On Capitol Hill, there's been wide bipartisan support for giving Ukraine all the assistance it needs. What else correspondent Greg Cluxton? Stocks sharply higher. The Dow is up 700 points. This is SRN News. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James. And if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20, because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. If a super flexible schedule, great benefits, paid time off, and a signing bonus sound good, consider NAMS Transportation. NAMS has provided safe transportation to Northern Allegheny County and Pittsburgh seniors for over 40 years. Van drivers start at $17 an hour, sedan drivers at $14 an hour, plus a $2,000 signing bonus for part-time drivers and a $4,000 signing bonus for full-time. Must be 25 or older, no CDL required. Call 412-406-8611 today. Spring is here and riding season has begun. This is John Steigerwald and Pitt Cycles has the new ride you're looking for. Or accessorize your current bike with their vast selection of parts, accessories, and riding gear. With demand outstripping supply for Indian motorcycles, now's the time to place your pre-sold order. Or choose their new Triumph line with 30 bikes currently in stock for immediate delivery. Pitt Cycles, your home for Indian, Triumph, KTM, Royal Enfield, and later this summer, BMW. Check them out at PittCycles.com. Freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through tomorrow morning. For tonight, mainly clear. Temperatures approaching near record lows. There will be a freeze with a low of 30. Brilliant sunshine for tomorrow. The high 60. Sunshine mixing with a few clouds Saturday. Despite a chilly start, you can expect a milder afternoon. We'll reach a high Saturday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of The Ride Home. You know, there are some really interesting and unique jobs. And I think, you know, something the pandemic taught everybody is that, you know, if you were unhappy in your current position, you could go out and sort of reinvent yourself, Find right? a new one. Yeah, with the great resignation. Now, of course, the great resignation has come with a few caveats. People who resigned their jobs and started a new job may have been equally displeased with the new job, mm-hmm. right? You've heard that as well. And that could be a... Uh... Ferris wheel situation if you don't decide to land somewhere. Right. I mean, you got right. You got to land someplace. So how about this? The world's most remote post office is hiring. Penguin counting is required. So people around the world are applying for this job. It's coveted, apparently, to run the world's most remote post office. This is from today's Washington Post. The position is based in Antarctica. One of the key specifications is the ability to count penguins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Four candidates will be chosen to fill the five-month, so it's only a part-time job, a five-month role at Port Lockroy, 
affectionately dubbed the Penguin Post Office. The nearly 80-year-old British-owned building is on Gordier Island, which is about the size of a football field and populated by apparently hundreds and hundreds of penguins. The post office doubles as a museum managed by the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust. Each year, the British charity hires four postmasters to live on the island. Uh, you make But nobody's w- getting mail there. Well, there is mail, though. Here's the weird thing. Do people live on the island? No, no but boats... So but the penguins get the mail. The boats, tourist boats come by. They get off the boats... And then these people are hired as post postal workers, take tourist mail, stamp it, and then send it out in the mail. Oh, because that would be like a cool postmark. Exactly. Ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They get 2,500 candidates annually for this job, people from all over the world. Uh, salaries range from 1600 to $2,300 per month. Each contract spans six months, includes one month of training before the excursions. Now, I mean, the the weird thing is you're living in a hut with no running water, uh, bunk beds, Mm. and everyone sharing one small bathroom. So it's not for the faint of heart. Okay, so they're hiring four people. Yes. How many people are already there? They rotate through. So is it it four total? Four total. Oh, it's four total. Right. Okay. Uh, the, the island was uh, the base was put together in 1944 as part of a top secret mission during World War II by the British government, and so people have been living there ever since. They um, it takes a lot of work. I mean, you're doing a lot of maintenance, painting, and scrubbing, and you're keeping track of how many penguins there are. That's you, part of your job daily. Also, you are spending a lot are, of time. How are you going to count the penguins? Well, ballpark it, I guess, right as best you can. They all look the. I mean, how would you do that? You did one, There's two, no two, way. Four, five, There's six, no seven, way you eight, could. Nine, I, I could. You get some good. How about you take some? You could take some photos and then okay, do this. Okay, well that would be easier. Right, right, right. Now apparently uh, you're you're responsible for keeping this site clean, and one of the people who has worked there in the past says you spend a lot of time brushing penguin poop off rocks. Mm, okay, well that plus it's cold. It'd be very cold. However, since they're hiring four, they have four positions open. Yeah. If things don't work out here, the three of us could go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing that. I am not going to do that. First, yesterday, it was the fact that he intimated, Christy, that we were just work friends. That's right. Yeah, that you and I were basically nothing to him you, in, uh, in his Audi life. You, got, you <laughs> and guys. Now, and now, it, like he's not going to go to the Penguin Island. What's the name of this place? Um... Sorry, you had to ask that. I had to Sorry. get back. But it, it, also, there's there's no internet. Okay. So it'll be hard to broadcast. Well, you guys aren't going to watch Netflix or Prime or anything like that, right? Port Lochnoy. Take uh, some books. Yeah, we could take some books. Plus, Gordier Island. We've already seen Severance, so we mm-hmm. can talk about yeah. it still because it's very. So guess what? John's watched three episodes. Oh, great! And doesn't like it. No. How do you not like it? I was bored. How could you be I was, bored? I was bored. Sorry. It's boring to me. No. It is. It, I'm it's, shook. It's kind of like waiting. It's like it's like existential dread. There's too much dread in in life anyway. I could sit so, down at so night this, after so I have what dinner you're showing and watch it, this. You're not immersed in it. You're not. So that the reason it's not interesting to you is you're not in it. What you you need to be immersed in it to care about it. Mm, I don't care about He's it. He's not immersed in it, so just, he doesn't no. care. He's not... We talked about you know, this. You're, you're probably looking at your phone the whole time. No, I'm not. Really? No, no. I'm, you're actually watching it. I'm an it? active viewer. Yes, 
I'm in, you know, yeah, I'm into the watching it and trying to figure out. But when it's all over, I'm kind of like, boy, I'm glad that's over. I don't get it. I don't. Why this do you guy, want to watch stuff like that? I don't understand it. Stuff that's like tense. Stuff that's it's full it's of such dread. A fascinating story. It's, no, it's not. It's really not. It's just like some dead end mystery thing. It's not where they throw all these canards your way. You're trying to solve this. I don't like it. I don't like any of that stuff. The, you watched Lost, didn't you? Exactly. That's why I choose. Not, I wasted all that time watching that goofy show, and it was just a disappointment in the end. I'm not going to do that again. All these shows are built upon the same premise. You know that. What is the premise? Lots of dread, right? Lots of mystery. Uh-huh. Most of it doesn't make sense, and there's rarely a uh, a satisfying conclusion. Rarely, because it's trying to it's it's making a cultural no. an incisive no. cultural point they about just, where we are. No, they just want to suck you in so you come back to Netflix again and again and again. It's not Netflix. It's, it's bad it's Apple. Right, Whatever. It's bad writing. It's it's so it's so good. It's no. the, it's. It's the best writing. It's it's one of my favorite TV shows I've ever watched. Not everything needs tied in a bow at the end. And that's what makes it good writing. That's what makes it good writing. I'm not saying it has to be tied into a bow. I'm just saying it's there's so much dread. Again, there's that, that word. Isn't that what but that doesn't make it bad writing because it's, it life ma- it's not, supposed to make you tense. It's a tense story. I don't need it. I don't want okay. it. I don't, he doesn't need it. He doesn't want it. I just don't. It. I mean, why would you I You should all watch Severance on uh Apple, Apple TV. TV. It's not for children, but life it's, is too short. It's an it's a fascinating commentary gonna, on I'm where we are. Sitting in down, having dinner after a day, mm-hmm. and then I sit and ingest that. I cannot that. wait to get I'll tell you, in it. The three times I watched it, yeah, I did not sleep well. That's I'm just that's saying. how great it is. No, so good. So it disturbs me as I'm watching it, and then because it disturbs it's that me in my effective. sleep. It's that. I don't. It, it's telling you something important about yourself and about the world. Real life is yeah. too disturbing. Mm. Right, so I have to invite fictional you, dis- disturbance in my you, life. Inside your mind is telling you something it important. Doesn't, give me serenity now. <laughs> give me some peace, please, for heaven's sake. Jay Slocum's with us next. He's not going to listen to our podcast, Kristen. We're going to talk about Sabbath, Sabbath, and the marathon. That's coming up this Sunday, is yeah, it not? Marathon day. Pastor Jay Slocum next. WORD. Tried to help my wife plan for our wedding. I discovered that I was colorblind. Word FM presents a night out with comedian Chad Thornsbury. She sent me to the store to bring back something that was cornflour, and I brought back something that was periwinkle. 7 p.m. May 20th at Impact Christian Church, Moon Township. You can't tell the difference between these two colors? Hey, I didn't know those were colors. General admission, just $30 each. Tickets on sale now. Well, this one obviously has purple in it. No. You know what obviously has purple in it? Purple at wordfm.com slash night out. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, love working with kids and helping to foster a fun, safe, Christian family environment, apply now at pinevalleycamp.org. Pine Valley Camp. Rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. Addiction is a disease that does not discriminate. At Recovery Centers of America, we see its impact on people from all walks of life. Every day, a mom or dad drinking too much every night, an athlete hiding a pill addiction, a healthcare professional or first responder dealing with work-related trauma through substance use, a young adult who started the party in college and hasn't been able to stop. In the past year, over 100,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses, including many from our local community. If you're hearing this and you think you're different, that you have a habit, 
habit and not an addiction. I want you to hear this message and challenge your relationship with alcohol and drugs. If you are struggling, there is a solution. We can help you today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. At Recovery Centers of America, we will answer your call 24-7. Many of us personally understand your pain, and we will work with you to determine the best treatment option that fits your needs. In our care, our medical and clinical experts will help you achieve recovery. Don't wait to get help. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7-365. Find them online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. You could win $5,000 and bless an organization with $5,000 in your name when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Share your kindness with others. Go to wordfm.com to enter. That's wordfm.com. The marathon is this Sunday. Any interest at all? You a runner? First of all, I'm the worst runner you've ever seen in your life. Yep. I'm terrible at it, and I hate it. I don't know if I hate it because I'm terrible at it, or I'm terrible at it because I hate it. <laughs> well, they sort of go hand in yeah, hand, it's, right? it's really bad. Um, and because I attend a church in the city, mm-hmm. uh, it has for so many years gotten under my skin that we have to run the marathon on a Sunday and so everybody's church services in the city have are like nobody Shuts it down. you know nobody can get there you have to memorize your route ahead of time mm-hmm. you're or you think you have your route and then you're halfway there and realize you have to you're now going across the Liberty Bridge and you can't get anywhere near <laughs> the city where you're going and well, then it, we get to like maybe three blocks from our church and then park the car and just walk because you can't go across the major it, like, right, there's, Fifth right, Avenue. You can't or, get there from here. Right. And, of course, it appears that people cannot run on Saturday. Well, okay. Now, on the flip side of this, years and years and years ago, we lived in Bloomfield. And, of course, Bloomfield, Liberty Avenue, the marathon runs right through the neighborhood. It was always a great fun day, community day. Lots of families. People lined the streets for hours and hours and hours. I loved it because yeah, of that. Yeah, sure. The community building stuff. Yeah. Kind of like Halloween. Yeah. Like it's a big thing. Everybody comes out. Right. Everybody's in a good mood. I mean, they're selling food. Everybody, there's right. bands. It's just a real big party, you know, in Bloomfield. Because they're, then they're headed down Liberty Avenue. Like then you're close to being done. Sure, you're down. Going towards the strip. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Pastor Jay Slocum is with us. And Jay's here today to talk to us about said marathon. Jay, welcome back. John and Kathy, uh, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Jay. Are you a fan of the marathon? I'm a fan of the Boston Marathon. Yeah. It's on Sunday. No, I'm, I'm sorry. It's on Monday. They wouldn't do it on Sunday. That's why I'm a fan. Interesting. So it's a Catholic city, you know, and uh, it's it's an old marathon. And so it, it it occurred when the marathon was created during Sabbath law era. So it's on a Monday. And, uh, Kathy, I was, the, uh, I was the interim preaching pastor at your church. You sure in, were in Oakland for two and a half years, and I remember getting stopped trying to get the church to be able to preach 
and having a police officer tell me he was going to arrest me if I continued to try to cross a line to get to the church. Mm. And I was in, you know, full preaching regalia, and I I begged, I said, I got to get there. And uh, I thought maybe, you know, we'd have a sort of conciliar relationship since we're both in the same business um, of upholding justice. (laughs) He wasn't having it. He didn't see it that way. I, I, I had to find a place to park, and then I had to run the church and it was it was sketchy it's a sweaty sermon and it's a ridiculous amount of work that you have to do to get to a city church on marathon sunday it's just, i just don't feel like it has to be that way it's only a few hours yeah because the hours also, that the churches are meeting they close everything down on fifth avenue but forbes avenue could be shut down mm. and it could be it could be sent down forbes avenue but forbes avenue is where all the businesses are and the businesses are not going to close down on Marathon Sunday. Right. So that's interesting as well. So we do have uh, we do have a problem. I, I'm actually saying that um, this is a, a Sabbath problem. And it's a Sabbath problem that is equal to our environmental crisis of litter and bad air and pollution and smog and... Wait, wait, Jason. Okay, so you're saying Sabbath, marathon, and ecology all rolled into one? Absolutely. They're all. It's a the marathon is an ecological problem because it is held on the Sabbath day, and the problem is that we've given up on the Sabbath day as a day that God set aside for human beings socially to rest upon. I call it an ecological problem because it's easier to get people to begin to understand the stance of what a Sabbath day is. The problem is we've privatized the Sabbath, and people will say, you know, I just have to find a Sabbath this week, or mm-hmm. I like to have Sabbath on Tuesday. Right. It's kind of like if you said, um, I, I'm i going to have to find a time this year to celebrate my birthday. Well, it's kind of a fixed day. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not a construct. And if you said Christmas is a construct, but it's a social institution that's pretty embedded in society, you wouldn't say our family's going to do, you know, we're just going to swap Easter out. Because it's something that we do as a shared event. Another way to get at it would be if you said, I'm going to have a really great home show uh, concert at my my favorite band's going to come to my house, and they're going to play from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. How would that go for you in, in Forest Hills, John? Not good. It would not go well. No, not, not well. It, we actually we actually have laws in our our te- in our our borough that say there is a time that everyone gets affected if you decide not to rest. That's so interesting. That's my take. I and I'd love to have you know conversation with you guys. Maybe push back and you know, see where we can go with it. Well, I, I, you're probably not going to get a lot of pushback from me because I think I'm I'm directly in your camp on that. I think that um, I, I, I've shared this before on the show, Jay, that when I got married, which was 29 years ago, um, I had not really thought about the Sabbath. I mean, it was I mean, I knew it was like a, t- a commandment. 
And I spent, Mm -hmm. I I did grow up in the church, so I was always in church on Sunday. But the the concept of Sabbath as rest and as rhythm in life was nothing I had ever considered. But when I got married, and it it was also the same as for my husband growing up. But when we got married, my husband was very intent on it. He said, look, I feel like this is something that we are going to ignore to our peril. It'll actually hurt us in the long run if we don't do this. So right off the bat, I want to make sure we establish that. And I was like, okay, like that makes a lot of sense. So now that we're almost three decades down the path and we have had children and gone through a lot of, uh, a lot of issues, I am, I cannot tell you, I cannot tell you what we have gained as a family, the four of us, by taking that seriously. And I can't even imagine who we would be if we would not have done that. And so it's that it's so important to the fabric of how I understand myself and how we've come, the four of us, to understand each other that I I almost can't see the other side anymore. But how is the, how is the marathon Sunday different from any Sunday in the fall when the Steelers are playing? How is that any different? Well, because, well go ahead. You answer first, Jay. Well, it's not in the sense that societally we've ignored the notion that there's a day in which if somebody cheats on the day, everybody suffers. It's one of the problems about a social reality. Like if I decide to have a show at my house on Tuesday at 2 a.m., everybody in the neighborhood's going to get woken up. Yeah. That's the kind of weird thing about rest that has this social component. Um, so I say in that sense, it's no different. I, I had struggled immensely because I did church at 5 p.m. with a dinner for years with my church because the Steelers were playing. Right. And we kind of had to do a campaign called Love the Steelers Second, which, you know, <laughs> barely got off the ground. Barely. Yeah, right. right. I mean, you know, you I, I remember being in church on Sunday, and you know this is true. Everyone is looking at their watch because they're thinking kicks off, kickoffs at one o'clock and hey, pastors, you know, it's 20 after 12 or something. And by the time I get home, you know, you're right, counting yeah. down. Okay. So I, I certainly, I think you're right about that. And I'm not defending that practice, but there's something different about something. I mean, football games start at one o'clock. They don't start yeah. at nine. Yeah. And so, and nothing about the Steeler about the Steelers playing is going to keep city churches and church members from getting there. Yeah, but you know, you, yeah, that, go that's ahead, a good Jim. way to slice it, Kathy. I think that it's more blatant for you when our, our church, which is also in Oakland, and it's on the corner of Ellsworth and Neville. We have to have church on Saturday night because we can't get to church, right. and so the church has tried to embrace it. I met with Luke Ravenstahl when when the marathon came back in 2009 and got sponsored by Dix and I wrote Dix you know and they completely who am I so but I had, mm-hmm. I had won I had won a lunch at a fundraiser for the the uh, Coalition for Christian Outreach to have lunch with the mayor so I had this whole agenda <laughs> oh sure he's happy <laughs> with that conversation yeah well he grew up Catholic too you know so he has Catholic guilt but behind that veil <laughs> of guilt was this. Ho hum. <laughs> right, right, right. 
what are you going to do? You can't stop me. Okay, so look, I mean, I was talking this to a buddy of mine. We were talking about the blue laws. Now, you you guys probably don't remember the blue laws. I mean, this and this kind of went out uh, out of fashion in the '60s. But I remember being a kid growing up in the '60s, and pretty much everything was closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the laws changed. And so, of course, commerce won and now everything's open. So how can you say no to the marathon? But at the same time, I'm going to Wendy's. I think it's a very good question. Yeah. No, John, I think that is thorough. And I think we want to say that our society would be better. We'd have less uh, burnout. We'd have less suicide. We'd have less addiction. We'd have less family breakup. Because God wrote rest into the fabric of creation. He, uh, we have to rest, we have to let our food rest if we want it to taste good. We, we can't write a, a good song without rest notes. Every single body has to rest daily without uh, being in danger. And so our, our idea here is that this commandment from God wasn't this arbitrary thing like, oh, don't eat cupcakes or a limited thing like, uh, go to the temple once a year, and if you're poor, just give a pigeon. Like, well, where's the temple? It's not there anymore. Well, we can't obey it. So it's not like this thing that became obsolete. It's actually written into creation, and that's why I call it an ecological problem, because you can't, if, if, you, if you destroy the flowers, the bees will die. Like, you've got to have a rest. And we are 24-7, 365, and it, I think it's hurting us. So I'm, I'm, I want to be consistent. I just think the marathon's the most obnoxious example of Sabbath breaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't argue with you, Jay. I mean, I, I, I fully, truly understand exactly what you're saying. However, in defense of, if everything is open all year round, then the marathon is just a few hours one Sunday of the year. So people are going to go. And look, the cool thing about your, your whole uh, illustration about the Boston Marathon in Boston, a deeply Catholic city in its inception, and for them, you know, can you imagine the priests? I don't know how long the Boston Marathon's been going around, probably easily 50 or 60 years. But, you know, they minded their P's and Q's and didn't do the marathon on Sunday. Yeah, and there was so much power in the church uh, that if they tried to do that, oh. the church would have said no. So I think it also shows that we've become much more secular mm-hmm. as a city and as a nation that you really can't kind of get, you, you, we don't have a lot of power now. We are kind of sitting there going, well, I guess we'll hand out waters. Um, right. I will sponsor people for the, the mission that they're going to go on because they're going to raise money. Right. Right. But and- I'm, I'm, uh, I want to, I want to not have that. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> well, I feel like, um, the, the principle is the thing that matters most, which is the fact that, as you said, it's built, it, absolutely built into creation, built into who we are, um, how, how our bodies work, how our minds work, how our mm-hmm. spirits work, the whole thing. Um, but just organizationally speaking, um, I still feel like the marathon is a different animal than Macy's being open on Sunday because Macy's being yeah. open on Sunday is not standing in the way geographically uh, of keeping people away from their the church they go to on a Sunday. I agree. I think that they should root it in such a way that it doesn't damage the churches or create some kind of avenue for the church people to get to where they want to go. 
by the way, I'm, I'm sitting in front of my computer and I Googled the marathon for Boston and it's a 125 year old. Wow. Okay. Uh, How about marathon that? Say 1897. Holy smokes. Okay. So well then what if the churches that were in the path of the marathon switched up their ministry for that one Sunday and did an outward reaching ministry, right? That they had service mm-hmm. in the street or they had their, you know, uh, attendees do a service project by handing out whatever for the people watching. Well, they watching. can't do that because none of their attendees can get there (laughs) for those who can (laughs) i don't know so that is the question a lot of churches are grappling with do we go like culture try to stop it or do we try to transform the culture and be salt and light in it um or do we just stay home or do we have a church on an alternate day and these are all the things that every pastor in the east east end in the quarter of oakland in that area because if you're out in west mifflin doesn't matter it's not going to affect you um, maybe it maybe have less attendance because you have a lot of people that might be participating in the marathon. Right. I mean, I have less problem with a marathon than I do with my neighbor cutting his grass on Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, in any in anybody's neighborhood on Sunday, I mean, it's the same as, as any other day. Weed whackers, leaf blowers, lawn mowers, everybody's out there doing their yard work. And that bugs you? Yeah, a lot. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I I like the notion that um, you know, Jesus heals on the Sabbath seven times, and the Pharisees get their knickers in a twist, so to speak, and they are really upset because they miss the notion that the Sabbath is about healing, and healing is what happens when you rest. And so Jesus, who is not just a mere man, he takes on the, the role of being creator, and he brings healing. So, and you can only heal when you cease and so I, I tend to agree that the more we can cease in a never-ending sort of environment, the better off we're going to be. Without it being too legalistic. Sure. I do know people that grew up in a, in a culture where right. like, they just had to sit in their room and read, and it was right. oppressive. And that we're nowhere near that. No, of course, no way, no, yeah. But, yeah, that's but, you're, but you're right. It's, it's important to point out that there's a danger going in the other direction as well. Very good. Hey, Jay, re- really good conversation. I appreciate the thoughtfulness, and uh, I hope on Sunday you get, you get the church without any trouble, although it doesn't sound like you're going to be able to do that. I'm going Saturday night. All right. All right. I'll pass you on the road. Jay Slocum, Saturday Night Fever. I'm Doug Mastriano. I know something about fighting for freedom. My 30 years of military service showed me how much we took our freedoms for granted. When the lockdowns came and the left trampled our rights, I was one of the few to stand up for freedom. I fought for the integrity of our elections. I fought for medical freedom, to choose what medicine we put in our bodies, and for the rights of Pennsylvanians to operate and conduct business. I fought for our elderly and our special needs children. And I fought for parents' rights to raise their kids without indoctrination in school. Now the spirit of our Walk as Free People movement has caught fire. I'm Doug Mastriano, and I'm running for governor because this election is about freedom. Join me to restore freedom, revive our families, rebuild our economy, and to get us back to greatness. Visit DougForGov.com. That's DougForGov.com. And let's take our state back. Paid for by friends of Doug Mastriano.
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero, right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HenneyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, offering generous financial aid, prepares students for ministry with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and certificate programs designed for students called as leaders of the church and our neighborhoods. Apply now for fall. Visit pts.edu. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Freeze warning remains in effect late tonight through tomorrow morning. For tonight, mainly clear. Temperatures approaching near record lows. There will be a freeze with a low of 30. Brilliant sunshine for tomorrow. The high 60. Sunshine mixing with a few clouds Saturday. Despite a chilly start, you can expect a milder afternoon. We'll reach a high Saturday of 66. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? This is oddly specific. Okay. Price tags on picture frames. <laughs> what? The price tag. If you buy a picture frame, yeah. I say, I have a photo of the three of us. I yeah. want to prominently display. Go to a frame show. My new home. And I'm just, well, I'm not going to spend that much money. I'm going to go to Rite Aid right. and get a yeah. photo. Four by six. Yeah. They're going to put the price tag. On the glass. On the glass. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Okay, I've already given away that what I think about it. Right. John, does that make sense? Well, it's no big deal. I mean, it, that sticker comes off pretty easy. It does not come off you pretty get, easily. Get one it of those little not. green scrungy things. Nope. Come no, on, it Kat. doesn't. It does. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. You have to get your goo gone out. Come on. And you have to get a Q-tip. No, no. And, you, and the green scrungy thing is going to scratch your glass. Mm-hmm. So you're not using that. You cannot use that. You can tell which one of us has purchased more photo frames that's a first world problem it is times a fr- 10. i'm right. sorry i agree it, with that it is a first world problem i mean where are they going to put it on the on the frame itself how about no. on the back calf on These are the people back who are making frame. you know like 
It's a starter job for for a lot of people. Do you think they care about where they're putting the sticker? I Lucky the sticker gets on the thing. What's the question? Does it make sense? Does it make sense? You could put it on the back as easily as you can put it on the front. Oftentimes, those frames are kind of like felty in the back. So the felty won't hold the sticker. Now, here's the thing. Hmm. Is there any way that you could use an adhesive that would work on the felty thing? I bet there is. Do you think the executives at CVS are worried about the picture frame sticker? The question was, does it make sense? It does. It makes sense. No, it makes it does perfect not make sense. It's the worst. It doesn't make any sense at all. Not one I Oddly specific, it makes sense. Does this make sense? Tanning salons. <laughs> what is the deal? Right. They've been around a long time. Yeah. I've never had one. No. Never any desire to. Mm-hmm. When you see, and God bless the people, you, I mean, it's January. And you're, and you know, you don't look like you just came from Jamaica. I'm just saying. Right. It's not healthy. No. What is the benefit? And you've heard the horror stories. Of course. That'd be like, you know. I couldn't get out of the pod. It's like spinal tap, but with, you know, a heat lamp. I drove by somewhere a couple months ago. We have new bulbs. Like they were excited by the bulbs, the new bulb. Because like the old bulb, you only got half a tan with the old bulbs. The new bulbs, oh, extra. Right, so we can get a burn. Fry you up. No. Does it does it make any sense at all? But listen, I don't want to offend anyone who does this because to you it makes sense. To me, it just doesn't make sense because I, no. I go, I, I don't know. No. Maybe I'm missing it. I don't feel like it makes sense at all. Not right. even a little bit. Take your sticker in your frame exactly. to the tanning booth, it'll come right off, I guess. <laughs> probably will. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not about whether you're going to get in heaven or not. You'll already be there. When you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it will be about how have I lived my life as a believer? What kind of a steward have I been for the gifts that God has entrusted to me? Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. The goal of this commercial is to show you that if you buy a new home this year without using our two advantages, you will probably have made a pretty big boo-boo financially. I learned that word from my nieces. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and today we announced something brand new. For Word FM listeners on new home purchases this year, we will now pay $1,000 of your closing costs. And there's no gimmicks. We simply believe that home purchases are going to go up this year, and we want to excite you to use us. The second advantage is our direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender which means our company gets to use its own money within its own walls. There's no middleman, which often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. So don't make a boo-boo. Take advantage of our new $1,000 lender credit and our direct lender advantage. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melvin, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Before Bamboo HR... feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and like folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the bamboo like onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm like totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with
with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred for all mechanical systems. Heating and air, our team has got you covered. Service, installs, and repair. Call us when you need comfort. Online at TMSCHVAC.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. It's kind of snappy. Have you ever heard the term fictosexual? Oh my gosh. No, and I don't really want to. Mm. What is the. Well, you're going to. A fictosexual is an umbrella term, John. And oh. I'm, I'm giving you a definition before I tell you the new story of the day mm. so that you can mm. understand what it means. Okay. A fictosexual is an umbrella term that encompasses a list of other identities, including more specific attractions like being attracted to animated characters. Or fictional universe. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ficto as in fiction. Right. Which brings me to the news story today. Mm. A fictosexual man is upset because he can no longer communicate with his wife of four years. The man's name is Akihiko Kondo. He's 38 years old and he lives in Japan. And in 2018, he got married to a holographic image of an anime character. Well, he really didn't get married. Uh, it was an actual ceremony where he wed a holographic image of an anime character. That's all fiction. Okay. Well, that's what happened. Whether you call it fiction or not, that's what happened. You can't marry a cartoon. He fell in love with the cartoon character in 08 after he became ostracized from his peers following a period of intense bullying at work. Mm-hmm. This is according to the Daily Wire. Sorry. Uh, technology since then has made it possible for him to interact with the anime character. It's called Gatebox. It's a machine that costs $1,300, and it allows you as a user to interact with fictional characters using holograms. This is also how he was able to marry the character. So this is early metaverse. Right, which is why I'm bringing it up, because it's interesting. I mean, you can say, well, this this guy's a wacko. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I, I have a lot of compassion for him because he's – obviously lonely and has suffered a lot um, in his personal life, but it is important for all of us to kind of see perhaps what is down the road. Software for this gate box has been discontinued. And so he is now upset that he can no longer communicate with his wife. How did he communicate with his wife? Through this particular $1,200 software called Gatebox, where it made her into a hologram. Did she respond? And he was, yes. How could she respond? Because it's AI. Very limited response. The fictionalized character that we're talking about here is popular in anime circles, video game circles. And this is what jumped out at me from the article is that the anime character is so popular that she went on tour with Lady Gaga in her 2014 art pop ball tour. Really? So 
millions of people around the world know who this character is. And Lady Gaga thought it was important enough and culturally significant enough that it was a touchstone of her concert tour. But it only lasted a little bit because it's been discontinued. Well, the character hasn't been discontinued, but Gatebox, which is the the device that allows you to interact with her, has been discontinued. I mean, so this is, like I said, early metaverse. Right, and the metaverse is this imaginary, manufactured world that you can immerse yourself into. Apparently, yes, in the early generational stages of where we are right now. Yes, but they're telling us soon and very soon, people will essentially live in the metaverse. Right, that how you see your virtual friends, reality will be your reality, and so you will marry and exist, and probably for those people have jobs within this realm that, you know, you will go away from your physical body and then exist in this weird, odd, yes. imaginary made up world. Yes. Now this 38 year man, 38 year, year old man I'm talking about spent 2 million yen on his wedding, which is $17,300. He said his family did not attend, but other fictosexuals he connected with online did attend and he said the reason he did it is that there are many young people like me falling in love with anime characters i want to show the world that i support them it's interesting okay so when our kids were like junior high um we uh, they would do um not our kids yours and mine uh, but my kids right yeah, they would do youth group at the church was it wednesday night or thursday night it was i think it was thursday night we do youth group and so kids in the neighborhood who also went to our same church, I would take them all home. So there'd be like five or six kids in my car. Now there were two kids who were deeply crushed, loved anime characters. And my kids would be like, oh no, we're going to have this conversation again. And these, these two kids would not be quiet about anime. So, you know, for the half an hour that I drove the kids home. That's all you heard. Oh, my goodness gracious. And every time I see these kids who are now adults, I think, oh, they're those anime people. And they continue, apparently, in the love of anime. So I could see how you could fall into that thing from a child point of view and make it now processed into an adult perspective. Right. It creeps me out. Does it creep you out? Times 10. I I mean, does everybody have a mental illness? (laughs) Yes, all of us do. I mean, all it, of us it do. is a mental. I mean, yeah. it is. You right. have to. And I'm not saying these kids had mental illness. Right. I'm saying if you spend seventeen thousand dollars on a on a wedding to marry some person in a little box, and now the software is discontinued, and you're you're upset about that, then clearly there's something. You know, there's right. things that are not correct here. Right, Christy, um, your thoughts about anime? Um, I've never gotten into anime because it creeps you out. I don't know that it creeps me out. It just isn't it like it's just. Japanese, it's all in another language, right? So you have to subtitle or it's dubbed, and I struggle with that. Mm. Well, what are my kids listening to or watching? Uh, uh, the Miyazaki. Now, Miyazaki is not anime. Right. Miyazaki is high art in sure. comparison. Right. Oh, my gosh, yes. But I get the idea of people loving anime. Because, look, I mean, who am, I, who am I to say? I grew up in Tom and Jerry. Right. I'm watching right. Popeye. So it's, you know, it's okay. So let me make the conversation or the question bigger then. So none of us are into anime, none of the three of us, but we have all been taken in by stories or fictional worlds. Of course. Right. You guys are like loving severance. Yeah, exactly. You're going to marry severance. I'm not not marrying it, but we are 
compelled by it. So, but there's something, there's a different step between being captivated by a story. It could be a book. It could be you love Lord of the Rings. Look how into Harry Potter people are. Right. Or, everybody you know, has whatever their it thing. is. Everybody has their thing, right? But there's another step you go through when you are accepting that as reality. Well, this poor man, apparently, look, you're reading the story, and so I don't know anything about him, but just what you just told me. He was bullied to the point of despair. Right. He was bullied to the point of despair, and he said this. He said, ba- listen to bad. this. Um, he became acquainted with this character, this anime character, after being ostracized at work by two female co-workers who bullied him. He quit his job and then stayed in his room for 24 hours a day and watched videos of Miku the whole time. It was after that that he said he fell in love with her and then spent $17,300 on the wedding. Well, you know what? This is We're going to see a lot of this. That's what. That's why I'm bringing right. it up. People. I do. I do think we're going to see it. Christy, do you think? Oh yeah. I did. I tell you guys about the book Ready Player One. No. Oh. Ready Player One is like. Yeah. It's where the metaverse came from. I know and, the book. Yeah. So it's a scary thing, and I don't think the meta. Like I read. Who, both. who wrote the book? Um, Ernest Klein. There's two. The second one is not that great, but it talks about basically what's going to happen. And this is like I think this is where Facebook got the idea. Is this book? When There's was a the movie out too, but it, the movie also isn't as good. When was the book written? Twenty. Twenty plus years. Yeah. No, no, no. Like maybe twenty eleven. Oh. Oh, really? That recent? It's, I thought it's, it was that old. No, no, no. I, I think it's newer. Okay. But I, I remember the book because my kids read the book. What's it called? Ready. Pl- Ready Player One. Yeah. Ready Player One. Okay, I'm not familiar with it. Well, for our kids, then these might be the good old days. They might look back in this. This might be the black and white television era of yeah. our kids' lives. Yeah. Where they go, remember? So you're going to marry and be inside a make-believe world. Yeah. But you have, how do you make a, it's kind of like severance. You have to make a living. Right. So what are you going to do to yourself to be able to do that? To return to this fantasy place mm-hmm. where everything is happy for right. you or and, whatever. It, you know, not to bring up severance yeah. again, but I, ha- I have to do it. Okay. it, it what's, what's interesting about that, concept on the show severance and about this is that both instances they were entered into because the person was in too much pain and needed to escape right. mm-hmm. and that's a compelling concept for anyone the problem of suffering is universal and how we deal with it is so difficult that people have to find a way and that's this jap 38 year 38 year old japanese gentleman has decided on this way so he's not an alcoholic He's not an addict, but he's fallen in love with a cartoon. And so somehow That's his way of coping. he self-medicates with an anime. Right. And so Mark and Severance is grieving over the loss of his wife, and that's how that's his way, way of coping. What? Severance is so good. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. I don't know. Heaven help us. That's why we need God. Give us Jesus. That's so true. Seriously. I mean, yep. if, if we're so screwed up. Him coming in reality as a person, mm-hmm. it's, it's everything. I know it's a simple answer, but it's yeah. it's it's the only answer. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. The Mechanical Services Company has fixed HVAC systems large and small for over 100 years. For fair treatment, expert service, and affordable solutions 24-7, 365. Find them online at tmschvac.com. The Mechanical Services Company. Trusted, proven, preferred. 
Why Doing It Right Roofing, Siding, Remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing It Right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing It Right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable. Offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Creation Festival 2022 is your summer destination. June 29th through July 2nd at Agape Farm Shirley'sburg, PA. Featuring Zach Williams, We the Kingdom, Bethel Music, Newsboys. Dante Bow, Red, and many more. Creation Festival, a tribute to our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Compassion International presents Creation Festival. Get half-off tickets now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com slash creation. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I love seeing a transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock. Voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life. For a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. In Chicago, over the uh, Easter uh, holiday, there was a trolley that took some 70 people on a interfaith trolley ride to 10 different churches in the Chicago area. And at each stop, they got a brief greeting and introduction of the faith by the faith leader. Uh, They were able to tour, whether it was a mosque or a cathedral or a, a simple church, a temple, a synagogue. And then they went back on the trolley and continued on all over the span of a couple of hours. It's very interesting. Would you be interested in doing something I like that? I would love that. The Interfaith Trolley offers inspiration and a whirlwind tour of religion in America. Now. Okay. Historically, that'd be fascinating to see how, like, who got where. Right. But also, I feel like we know very little of our own places. Of other people's faith right. journeys, right? And, and and who live right in our same area. Right. So uh, let me see. Um, you would go to the um, Lutheran School of Theology, okay. the American Islamic College, mm-hmm. um, uh, let me see, the Interfaith Council uh, Church. I don't even know what that is. 
a, a, a Jahai temple. Um, um, I don't know what that is. A, a Rockefeller chapel, a Sikh student association, uh, the Indian temple. I mean, any number of places. I, I mean, we did this with the Boy Scouts at the uh, day after Thanksgiving for years. And we got a sort of deep dive for you know, a lot of mm-hmm. you know teenage kids. I loved it so much. And you know what I'd love about a tour like that is you would probably have people who are in, are obviously interested in spiritual things uh, to, do, to sign up for that. And so you would get in some really fascinating conversations with I people, bet. and you would be able to share. I think you'd have there's a potential for you to be able to share your faith. Oh my gosh! In a way 10. that you couldn't in another venue like you wouldn't be able to at Heinz Field maybe or right. not that you not that you can't at Heinz Field but I'm just saying it would be different because that's what people are already in that train of thought if you were cool right and not a jerk about it you would evangelize in a really right. really beautiful way because you imagine going to like a Sikh temple and that's coming really out of there and going yeah yeah, yeah. wait a second then mm-hmm. they talked about you know what about grace what mm-hmm. about any number of things I mean, I love the idea that you think they could do that here in Pittsburgh. I bet you you could. Pittsburgh would be a great city oh my to gosh. do that in, don't you think? In a short throw. Yeah. Imagine like in the you know the East Corridor. There's mm-hmm. how many different churches, how many different faith traditions. I don't know. Be very interested to see that interfaith. Interfaith oftentimes gets a bad rap, don't you think? Yo, for sure. Because I mean, you can any... water down into oh, just yeah, a bunch then, of mishmash. Right. Nobody believes anything, and right. we're all yeah, just I, you know, I agree. Peter, Paul, and Mary in a field. Right. Kumu, yeah. Right. Four chords and a social message. That's where we're headed, right? But that doesn't. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can still enter no, into. No, you're strong in your I, faith. I would hope that every person listening is willing to enter into interfaith conversations because that's what it is about, right? Yes, right? Exactly. That's, Especially if you know Jesus, Jesus loves Jesus. Jesus came for the world. Yes, not just for us. Right. He came for the world. Not Buddha. Not Joseph Smith. He came for the world. Yeah. Anyway, we ran the gamut today. We sure did. Not? It was All a right. lot today. Hey, thanks for being with. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.